don't be a silly goose. <laughs> you might as well go back to the pond if you're going to be a silly goose. <laughs> Hi, Ghosty fam. Welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show, The Dead Files. We also talk about other creepy shit and our lives. I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. Thanks for joining us again. This week, Megan is recapping The Dead Files episode called The Devil Made Me Do It. And it's from season one, way back. And and episode two, so way, way back. (laughs) Right after Elvis. Right after Elvis. <laughs> Elvis Dandelion and the Jar Guy, if you don't remember. <laughs> so this one originally aired on September 30th, 2011. So what made you pick this one? Honestly, I just hadn't, I feel like we hadn't done season one episodes in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it's been a really long time since like we did a way, way early one. Because I think we, you covered the first one. I did. Um. And so I'm like, you know what? I'll just cover this one. And the devil made me do it. <laughs> How do you not with that? I know. Good. Okay. So that's uh, that's why I did it. It was a really good one, too. Good. It was a good one. And you guys will be happy to know, and I texted this to Amy, I actually started my notes like yes. six days ahead of time. I know. Rock and roll. Usually Amy, like Wednesday nights, like, so how are your notes coming? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... I should do those. <laughs> like, maybe I should turn off Rosanna and watch my show. <laughs> maybe I should stop crafting for an hour. Um, well, you can watch while you're. Yeah. Usually. And that's what I do. I've been watching Castlevania again mm-hmm. on Netflix and I've already seen it. So I've been putting that on while I craft. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you so, can yeah. watch your show. Just keep like a tablet nearby to jot down anything or whatever you can still that's true yeah i tend to because i've already seen all the episodes i tend to not want to watch them once just to watch once to Mm -hmm. take notes and then once to go get the sound clip so i just do it all at once i sit at my desk Mm -hmm. and i watch and i take notes and i go oh that was a good sound clip and i record it right then so i don't have to do it three times yeah but if you're you know also i have sat uh you know on the couch and just taking notes, either mm-hmm. on my laptop or on a sheet of paper, um, and then take the pictures that way and stuff too, and then do that later. Yeah, but. I I usually only watch it once because I usually watch it the night before, um, <laughs> so it's fresh in my mind. Yeah, but yeah, I'll watch it and take notes and take the sound clips. Yeah, all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because yeah. who's got time to watch it? I know. I don't have time to watch it three times Nobody anymore. Nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. I know. Now we have we have fucking jobs. I know. And and they upped my hours. So now I'm working more than I'm working five hours a day, 25 hours a week. I'm sorry. I know. No. I mean, I could have said no, but number one, baby needs shoes. Mm-hmm. I, I got my, I need to have money. Right. And, um, you know, until podcast money starts rolling in, and then right manifest. Then, manifest, then manifest. you guys, I'm all yours. I got all the yeah. time in the world to hang out, do podcast stuff, which that would be my dream. Oh my god, wouldn't that be great? Oh, it would. But also, if I wasn't able to, the reason they wanted me to up my hours is they want to give me more work. So if I didn't do that, then it puts the person who's doing the work now in a hard spot, mm-hmm. and I'd be afraid they'd start looking for somebody else who right. would do it full time, and then. Then yep. I'd be out completely. And you'd so. be out the door. Out the door. Doodles. So, and I don't, I don't want that to happen. Plus, you want to be a team player. You don't want to make I it do. harder for your, right. for your coworkers. Right, right. I want, yeah. I want things to go smoothly as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's really not that much extra. I was a little overwhelmed this week when I started doing all the new stuff. But, um, yeah. you know, it's just because it's new and mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. understand it fully yet and all that. So once we get into it, it'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. And the extra... Our in dollars is good. Up. So yeah, in, it does. In finances, yeah, it does. Yep. So so what else? How's D and D going? We played it last weekend for about four hours, and that was really good because um, we actually did gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, John took a nap on the couch, which I was totally fine. He with. didn't play at all. 
he no we paid oh. for him which oh. is fine because he was just being a negative nelly about it so <laughs> what did you but call was, him last week a dusty something oh dusty ass like my just dusty husband i call him dusty oh i thought you i'm sure i, I can't you remember. said a dusty something was two d's i don't remember uh, a liter- you know i love a yeah i know you're good at it too i hear you all shouting dusty do this that's the term that megan used last week so yeah so that was really fun we actually fought our first like big creature we fought a min- minotaur Oh, and we all escaped without injury except John, who got a uh, the Minotaur's axe buried in his head. Oh well, you know so what? I, yeah, snoozy loose. <laughs> I think we're just gonna let him die. Honestly, okay. we don't really. The only thing we we need him for is he's our bruiser, so he can carry like two hundred and fifty pounds of stuff. Oh. But we have two war horses, and they can each carry five hundred and forty pounds. So okay. we don't really need him. You don't really need him. I don't know. <laughs> And I mean, I've got the healing stuff and, you know, John's brother, he's a, a warlock. And so he's got some potions. So, yeah, I think we're just kick him out. You'll be fine. So, yeah, that was super fun. Good. Um, yeah, that was super fun. What else is new? I feel like, oh, I sent uh, messages to a couple of consignment stores this week on Instagram to oh. see if um, I could sell my stuff there. Mm-hmm. They haven't responded. No response yet. No. Well, one of them even said seen. Like, oh, you know, really? Instagram messages yep. they've seen. Yeah, she, yep. they didn't respond. So oh. that's fine. Yeah, well. Just keep going. Just keep throwing shit against the wall. Yeah. Something will stick. Something will stick. Yeah. So, and I, my friend that I met, Kathy, um, she and I and her other friend, Samantha, were throwing around the idea. I think I was chatting with you about a website. And yeah. so I think we're just going to do Etsy. Mm-hmm. But like Kathy does the wire wrapping with stones and her friend, Samantha, does a lot of wood burning stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I do the clay. And so we are going to do a little shop. So I think we're going to meet sometime and kind of, you know, iron out the details on that. But I think cool. that would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of variety in one place. So. Yeah. Cool. That's I think fun. that's, you know, other than life and having a two-year-old and running yeah. after him and <laughs> living life. What's new with you guys? Um, Not that much. I have a podcast recommendation. <gasps> yes. A specific episode, actually. The whole podcast is very good. But it's called Flightless Bird. And the host is David Ferrier. And he mm-hmm. is a journalist from New Zealand. And his the kind of the premise of it is that uh, he was here when the pandemic broke out. And he got stuck here. He couldn't go back to New Zealand because they closed everything down. Right. Which is why they were open again so quickly after mm-hmm. <laughs> when the rest of us were still stuck at home. And so he was stuck here. And so he decided to just make the best of it and live here. And he didn't know a lot about our culture and our traditions and the mm-hmm. things and stuff like that. So he started this podcast and it's under the armchair expert umbrella. So it's the Dak Shepard, Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Padman. Yeah. So it's under, it's in that network. So he picks a topic each week and talks to other Americans about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to kind of understand how Americans treat this, whatever topic it is. And then he reports back to us. And yeah. it's really interesting because, you know, when you grow up here, you don't think about like, right. why did this yeah, come like from? It's just, yeah. Why do we sing happy birthday? You know, that kind of thing. And it's and, just a normal. Yeah. And he he's finding out all this stuff. So he actually oh, wow. knows more than we do. <laughs> but the first episode is religion. Oof. And it was really, really interesting. And really? I I think I had said in the last, I think it was our last episode, where we were talking about how the, I think it was the Spanish that came into wherever your, where did your episode take place? Not last week, the week before. Anyway, and they, they converted mm-hmm. a bunch of right. them. And we right. were saying, well, that probably was a pretty harsh yeah. conversion. Yeah. Um, to Catholicism. And I said something like, I fucking hate religion. And I just want to be clear. I don't hate whatever people want to believe. Mm-hmm. I hate organized people that organize it, that force it on other people and hold it over weaponize their heads, it. weaponize it, make laws about it, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean yeah. by that. So this episode is really interesting because okay. the U.S. is known as a Christian nation, but First of all, there's a billion different kinds of Christianity. Right. 
And yes, it's weaponized. It's politicized. Yeah. It's yeah. all of this stuff. And so it was really, really, really interesting. That was and there was good. a whole thing about, he talked to a guy who was, was Catholic, mm-hmm. then became an atheist, and now mm-hmm. considers himself a Christian, not Catholic, but a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how many Catholics yeah. don't stay Catholic. It's a lot of fallen Catholics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you're that strict. Yeah. It's like when you raise children and you're super strict and then you get to, they get to high school or college and they just cut loose. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, Flightless Bird, you can find it on Spotify because all those armchair expert ones are on Spotify, which kind of sucks, but whatever. Oh, which reminds me, um, we are on Spotify, you know, our, Mm -hmm. well, our podcast has always been on Spotify, but the, the video podcast, Mm -hmm. I just started uploading to Spotify. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, I think you mentioned that last week. Yeah, time. I think I did. Well, I checked the stats today because I uploaded the one for next week and we have one view of one of our episodes. So <laughs> nobody's watching, but that's- Listen, it takes time. Yeah. It takes time. We'll see. I don't know if nobody watches it. Maybe I'll quit uploading them, but, but yeah. that's where we are. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's more happening, but I just can't remember anything. So. <laughs> oh, my yeah. best work friend is leaving. Oh, that's too bad. I'm really upset about it. Um, Where are they going? I mean, it's a really, it's a much better opportunity for them. It's in the field that they want. Good. So like, I can't begrudge them that, but I'm just like, you fucking dick. I hate that one. I mean, obviously you can still be friends with them. You and I did that when we stopped working together. Oh my God. I know. But, but you want an ally at work. I know. know? And I have other ones, but like, he is like. BFFs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is he going somewhere that he can take you? No. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe, but I, I mean, I do like my company. I don't want to yeah. leave, but I just, I'm like, oh, you dick. That sucks. It really does. Like, it really ruined my day when I found out. But, you know, I'm happy for him and yeah. everything, but selfishly. I'm like, the fuck? You didn't ask me first? <laughs> I do not remember signing off on this. Yeah. I did not give you permission to do that. <laughs> so that's a bummer. Yeah. But, you know, is what it is. Yep. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff, and I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable, and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash TAC. All right. Oh, I do remember why I picked this episode. Oh. In addition to season one. 
Um, it takes place in New Jersey, and Frank Sinatra is from New Jersey. And oh. I love your big Frank Sinatra. Frankie fan. I love me some Frank. My dad and I danced to The Way You Look Tonight at my wedding. Aww. So I do love a good Frank. Yeah. So that's partly why I picked it. Cool. All right. So we are um, in. Do we have any, sorry. Do we have any content warning? Is there any triggers? Oh, mur- there's murder. Okay. Um, there's a little bit of homophobia. Okay. Um, and I think that's it. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Check show notes, guys, if uh, if there's yeah. anything in there. Check that, the show notes yeah. because we'll put as it all we, yeah, as we go through it. Yeah, sometimes those... we go off on a tangent that ends up being something we're like, oh, we should have warned people about we that. Well, we warn... didn't know we were yeah. going to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> so please, uh, yeah, check the show notes. So it's called The Devil Made Me Do It, and it takes place in Asbury Park, New Jersey. New Jer- jo- jo- Jersey. Jersey. Oh my God, I'm terrible with that accent. But it's my, I love the East Coast accents. Boston. Uh-huh. Oh God, just call me and talk to me. <laughs> um, so Steve says Asbury Park is devastated, was devastated by the economy and riddled with crime. Now remember, this is 2011. So we're just a few years past the housing crisis, the 2008, and the 2008 economic. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, it's understandable that it would be devastated by the economy. Mm-hmm. And we meet Jeffrey and he owns a restaurant called Plan B, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, he probably didn't mean it to be after an abortion no, pill. I'm sure he didn't. Mm-mm. I'm sure he didn't. But <laughs> it's too late now. So we this is, you know, the second episode. So things are still pretty rough. So um, Steve is doing all of this, like a voiceover and kind of explaining the situation. So the staff is complaining of unexpected phenomenon, sorry, unexplained phenomenon, and they don't want to go in the kitchen in the basement, which when you work in a restaurant, you kind of have to. that's kind of kind of an important place to go. Yeah. So we see Steve and Jeffrey and Jeff says um, that there are things happening that might need some explaining um, Jeff and that he refers to himself as Jeff and Steve calls him Jeff. So that's why I've shortened his name. I oh, didn't okay. do it in my own accord. I did that once with a Kimberly at the place where we work together. Uh, I called her Kim and she was not happy. Really? She was like, my name is Kimberly. And I'm like, noted. So mm -mm, don't do that. Wow. So Jeff spends most of his time um, kind of standing in a pretty central location, sort of observing everything. So he can see the kitchen, the dining room, the door, kind of every place in the restaurant that he needs to to look at uh, being the owner. So he said more than a few times he'll be standing there, standing in that place, and he'll hear his name being called. And he said it feels like it's somebody right next to him, but he'll look around and, you know, nobody's there. Um, And he said his hair stands up and, you know, he's like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. Now, Steve in a voiceover says that in in a busy restaurant with acoustics, hearing your name is bound to happen. It's not exactly proof there's something going on, which I don't blame. Yeah, that's logical. Yeah, if there's other people there for sure. Yeah, but if you're sitting there by sure. yourself. Yeah. Um. So they said, Jeff said the scariest thing was that he was um in the basement one afternoon. He was down there with his friends. And as they were walking down the stairs, they looked towards the back wall. Now this basement is unfinished. So there's a lot of okay. two by fours, just open, you know, not walled in or, you know, whatever. They do to walls to make them walls. <laughs> Drywall, I think. I, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> he right. said, there it is. See, you are so good. It's I, kind of the same thing, but I think it? they're made out of two different things. Okay. So to me, drywall, I always thought it was like a paste that you put up. I don't think it is. I think it's Oh, well, there's stuff. there's a drywall, um, like a compound that you put on. Oh, After like, you nail the drywall up oh, to the studs, then you have to, to hide cover the nails? the nails. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think that's the, I don't, I think it's called compound. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Call us if you want us to build your house. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not only are we mathematicians and yes. uh, doctors, we are, we are also, also house builders. Your, yes. Con- your Some people home. might call them construction workers, yes. but not us. No. That's no. how good we are. That's how good we are. Um, so he says that he and his friend were walking downstairs and they looked towards the back wall and Jeff said there was a face that appeared through the two by fours and it looked like it was looking at him and his friends. And Steve asked Jeff to describe him and he said it was a he said it was a man, but he said it was just a flash. So like he didn't get a really good look at him. Um, but they checked and they walked back there, which is more than I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said there's nothing back there. 
Um, and both Jeff and his friends saw it because they both kind of looked at each other and were like, you saw that too, right? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, I me. saw it. <laughs> um, and he said they both went upstairs really fast after that, which that would have been my first move. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said he doesn't like to go downstairs anymore, which I would not like to go downstairs either. Mm-hmm. So then we interview Evan, who is a head chef. And he said a couple of weeks ago, he was working with Benny, who is the assistant chef. And uh, they turned uh, by the staircase and they saw a man walk by and go around the corner. So he was really walking focused, turned towards where the kitchen is, went right downstairs and then was gone. They couldn't see him anywhere. Uh, Evan stepped back and asked Benny if he saw it. And he said no. And then a few weeks later, Evan finds out that Benny is terrified of the basement, has been seeing and hearing things nonstop. So I wonder if maybe Benny said no to seeing it because he just didn't want to either talk about it or acknowledge it. You know, if if other people are seeing it, that makes it real. That makes it valid. But if I'm seeing it, then it could be a trick of the light or a dust particle or, you know, something. So. Mm So then we go, uh, we interview or we talk to Benny, the assistant chef. So he's worked there for two years and he said he doesn't like going in the basement because something happened down there. He said when he goes down there, he feels like somebody is down there with him. He feels like somebody is on his back. He feels like weird things touch him and he feels like he's in physical danger. And he said it happens every single time he goes downstairs. Wow. And that's all the people we interview for the restaurant. So now we're digging to the archives. Digging to the archives. Into the archives. And we find a murder in the location that happened about 14 years ago from 2011, not 14 years from now. So then we interview two detectives. Uh, neither one of them have names. They're never introduced. Hmm. Uh, I did make a note that in the closed captions, <laughs> Steve goes, now either one of you is... The one you was. <laughs> I just paused and laughed He's really so hard. Funny. I was like, "Steve, you're so Brooklyn." <laughs> I know, love it. So, April 29th, nineteen ninety-seven. These two detectives that were interviewing the no-names uh, responded to a call and found a body in the basement of this location. The person, the victim, was Ray Johnson, seventy-two years old owner and operator of when I was a child collectibles, which was an antique store. Steve asks if there's anything specific they can remember about the body or the scene. And the detective one said the body was in the basement on the floor. He was bludgeoned. His head was bludgeoned with a hammer. Yikes. Then we meet or we were introduced to Moses Farrell, who incidentally is the same name as Woody uh, Allen's son, because when I tried to look up Moses Farrell, to get any follow-up, uh-huh. all I got was Woody Allen's son, Moses Farrell. Really? Yeah. So. Yep. Not him, though. Not him. Not, the same Not him. Nope. So Moses Farrell was arrested and charged with homicide. He was 20 at the time, and he was homeless. He had been working for Ray for three to four days. Moses told law enforcement that he was working for Ray. Ray came up behind him and grabbed his butt. So Moses turned around and hit him with the hammer because mm-hmm. that's, of course, of per- that's the, of course, natural response. Uh-huh. He Yikes. said, Moses said Ray didn't go down. He said he was staggering, but he wasn't down. So Moses hits him one more time in the head and then Ray goes down. As is as Ray is laying on the ground, Moses hits Moses hits him at least one more time, which is not wrong because I did some digging. He hit him 12 times <gasps> in the head with a hammer. Holy 12 shit. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this was definite homophobia on Moses' yeah. part. Yeah. Because it comes out later that Ray was a big proponent in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, you know, known to be gay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Detective number one said that Moses had a girlfriend who lived in Ocean Grove, which is the town next over from Asbury Park. When they spoke to her, she told them that Moses told her he did it. He got convicted and he's currently serving 30 years at Trenton State Prison. So he's currently in jail. He's still alive now. He's still alive. Yep. At least he was as of 2011. Oh, I know that because I yeah, I remember this from that. But like I said, I tried to find. But you can't find anything about him now? All I really? could find was an article about the the crime, 
And that was it. I couldn't find any follow-ups I because it all if... talked about Moses Far- Moses Farrell, Woody Allen's son. And I'm like, who cares about Woody Allen, first of all, and his children? So then we meet Jennifer, who's Moses' former girlfriend. Um, so the night that he killed Ray, he showed up at her house and told her he killed his boss, just like right out of the blue. But she didn't believe in it at first, ah. you know, which I can and can't understand. Um, like, of course, why would you believe somebody who told you, you know, they killed somebody, but at the same time, why would you joke about that? Yeah. She says she believes there are things that can happen in someone's life that destroy their psyche and their ability to think rationally, but then nothing else is talked about regarding that. And we don't really get more on that subject. I'm assuming that it refers to the, you know, alleged butt grab that we get because Moses is the only one around to confirm that. And, you know, whether or not Ray did is we'll never know. Uh Um, I have a hard time thinking that he just walked up behind this person that he known for four days and grabbed his butt, but yeah, who knows? Um, so then really interesting. We talked to Moses, the actual convicted killer. He's in prison. So Steve asks him to walk, uh, Steve asked Moses to walk Steve through that day. Moses says he was working, pulling nails out of wood. And he bent over to pull a nail out of piece of wood and Mr. Johnson grabbed his ass. So he hit him upside the head with a hammer. And Steve asks if he wanted to kill him or just make a point. And Moses said he just wanted to make a point. <laughs> and Steve said, you made your point nine or ten times. He made his point 12. 12. Times. Yeah. And you don't want to make a point if you hit someone in the head. They're still walking. You hit them again. So they go down. Once they're down, you hit them another 10 times. That's not making a point. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not making a point. Wow. Um, Moses had never done anything violent in the past. And he said, I don't know what brought me to that point. Mm, I do. It's called homophobia. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Well, I think the title of this episode is, is um, kind of leaning toward there was some kind of entity yes. at the place that made him do it, but I don't know I, if I buy that. I don't think I buy that either. I mean, maybe it it, it emphasized or it, it what's the word I'm looking for? It not emphasized. Uh, yeah, I know out, what you mean. Um, exacerbated or yes, something. Yeah. Exacerbated feelings that were already mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and kind mm-hmm. of strengthen them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So then we go to Amy. Um, and we show Amy in the car. She's already getting physical sensation. She said she has physical pain, two sharp blows in her jaw. Wherever I'm heading, I know that something very powerful is waiting for me. So then we have a voiceover from Amy, and she says when she encounters the dead, she interacts with them like they're a living person, which I thought was really interesting because I always wondered, you know, how if I were to see somebody, how would I interact with them? But it's interesting. She said she just interacts with them like they're a living person. And she said one thing she doesn't know is she might be communicating with residual energy, which, of course, can't communicate back because mm-hmm. it's like a loop. Yeah. So um, she once she get there, she said one person is showing up. She feels a lot of anger with this person and she feels a lot of anger going on in this in this place. Um, she says there's a male here and the anger comes from him. Uh, The problem to him is women. And she said he's a woman hater and he scares her. So then we go to the basement Um, and it really takes Amy a long time to go into this basement. Mm, She she does not want to go. She said she feels like vomiting. She said everything in her body is telling her not to go down there. And then she says, have you ever been so freaking scared that you throw up? That's what I'm feeling right now. Like, you know, there's something down there. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Yeah. She scare Amy. I know. You know, although this was the second episode, I wonder if she were to go back to that place today, if she would Mm -hmm. still feel like that. Mm -hmm. Or if she'd be like, oh, I'm old. It's old hat. I'm used to this. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it may, you know, would the feeling, would the energy have changed? Mm hmm. Or would she just be more experienced or both? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So she finally goes downstairs and she said something happened down here. She said, it's like this hole, this nasty thing is here. Um, She said she doesn't like it. It's not good. And then she says it's right in this area and she points to a specific area. And then we get a voiceover of, of another voiceover of Amy talking. There's a lot of voiceovers in this episode. She says all places have energy, whether positive or negative. She said it's really rare to come across a location that has no energy. And she said this place has no energy. She said she can only describe it as a void. And it's very, very scary. Um, she says she feels dead energy in the basement and Matt asks like dead people or like an absence of energy. And she says like an absence. Hmm. Then she says there's something growling at her to the left. Yeah. She said it's laughing and growling and touching her arm and she keeps Uh. clearing her throat. She's, she's really struggling with this, which I don't blame her. Mm -mm. She said she's not getting a human form with this thing. She said it's never been human. And then she says this thing is evil. She said it's hurting her arm. And Matt asks what it is. And she said, well, um, I guess the closest thing I could relate it to would be a demon. Oh. Yeah. So not the D great. word. The D word. And then we have another voiceover with Amy. And she said she's only encountered these entities a handful of times. She said they can be extremely dangerous, which, yeah. She said she doesn't know where they come from. If there's a hell, she's not sure. She just knows that they're evil. And she says what she does know is they do exist and they're very nasty. They can move objects, manipulate perceptions, strike fear. And she said this one really likes to scare people. And then Amy says that something happened here, something like, right across right side of her face her jaw and she said there's anger and there's despair there's like an anger and a despair one is despair and one is anger and the anger is pounding on the despair these are people smack you smack you who does that sound hmm So then we go into the kitchen and she said she sees his energy in here, meaning the man who, or the, the person who's very, very angry. Mm-hmm. He said she sees his energy in the kitchen. It's very solid. And she said, it's not like she's talking to him. He's not here. Mm-hmm. Matt asks, okay, well, his energy is here, but do you know if he's dead himself? And Amy said, no, she doesn't think he's dead. She thinks he's alive. It's so bizarre that you can leave your energy somewhere and not be there. Yeah. And Steve says that in the reveal too. He's like, I'm really having a hard time wrapping my brain around the fact that you feel this person, Mm -hmm. but they're alive. But he's in prison. But he's in prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. She said his thought processes are distorted and disturbed. He doesn't perceive reality. She whispers that she doesn't like him and states that he was in jail before for robber or robbing or burglary. She said the demon will get very, very angry and it will influence people, uh, wreak havoc. Matt asks how, and Amy says it causes things to happen. Hmm. Okay. So then we get another voiceover from Amy. Take a shot every time Amy has a voiceover. <laughs> um, she said Amy, st- Amy states that the way she encountered the male was as a residual energy. She said some as something... <laughs> At some point, something very violent happened here, and a part of his personality still remains. That's so, so bizarre. I know. So whatever happened was so violent that a part of him stayed there. I just, I I, I don't understand enough about energy to understand Mm-mm. that. Like Steve, I can't wrap my head yeah. around it. Mm-mm. I'm not it's saying crazy. I don't believe it. I'm just right. saying I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. Like the event was so violent and so traumatic that it caused a piece of him. To to break out and stay there. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy. So then we come to the sketch. And Steve does a voiceover stating that when Amy sees an identifiable identifiable figure, they bring in a sketch artist to put her findings down on paper. Oh, that's interesting. I don't remember him ever describing that before. Yeah. Thank you for telling us what a sketch artist is. (laughs) Um, So this, it's a really... um, in-depth sketch with the fact that Amy is like during the sketch 
Amy feels anger from this being this person who um, I didn't quite get if it was his energy or if it was the entity, but whoever it was, um, she saw him wearing a yellow shirt and yelling at her to shut the fuck up. And she said, I want to leave. And she actually starts crying. And the sketch artist is like, well, do you want to leave? Like, we can leave. And she's like, no, let's just do it. But she. I remember her talking about this one in that Mm -hmm. Mm Q&A. I think it's the beginning of of, uh, season three. It is. Season three, episode one. Yeah. She talked about this. And she said he was in the room with her while she was having him sketched. I'm going to have. Oh, so it was him then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. I think so. That's really interesting. Because then it almost means like the residual energy can interact with her. Yeah. And well, this was, I think, the killer. Is that who she said it was? Yeah. 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 So I don't understand how he can be there yelling at her and be in prison down the street. And be in prison. Yeah. Hmm. It's bizarre. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're at the reveal and it's just Jeff. So she said back at the back of the restaurant, she encountered male energy. She said it was very aggressive, angry, prone to excessive amounts of rage hatred very bad person um very stocky she said he's in prison and he's alive and that's when steve talks about his research and moses and the murder and he shows amy a photo of moses which i mean this guy's face was dead there was nothing going on behind this person's eyes at least in the photo just dead So um, Amy sees the photo. She gets really uncomfortable. And then um, Steve says they brought in a sketch artist. They show the sketch. And uh, it's really uncanny how close. And I know I took. Did I send you these? I don't think so. All right. I know I took them. Let me send them to you really quickly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So even in the sketch, he's just furious. Like you can see the he's it's scary honestly yeah. the sketch is scary yeah. i would not want to encounter that person no so then they show um she shows the sketch and then they show a newspaper article and i tried to get a picture of the article with moses face mm-hmm. i see it as next to the sketch yep. um so you, and then jeff says uh it's uncanny how closely um the sketch they, looks they like look that alike. picture yeah yeah and then they Ray, they talk about Ray, the victim, Ray Johnson. Like I said earlier, he was prominent in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sending you a picture of Ray. He just looks like the sweetest old man. Is just, that person laying on the ground, him? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Oh, there's a sketch of the guy. So Ray Johnson is just the sweetest looking older man, you know, 70s, got his own little antique store just oh yeah so amy then talks about the emotion she encountered anger and despair and how anger was just fighting despair and how anger they were both people Mm -hmm. and then she said she had pain on the right side of her face and her lower jaw so then she talks about the residual energy and how events or feelings can remain in environments we're in which is kind of like what you and i talked about Mm -hmm. with moses and ray and how it was so emotional and so traumatic that part of Ray or part of Moses stayed in the building. Mm -hmm. So Jeff asks if Moses left his residual energy in the building, is Jeff able to interact with it or feel it? And Amy says, no, it's, it's not really capable of interacting with anyone. It's just a footprint. Okay. You know, so that's what I thought it residual energy is. But then when she said he was in I the room too. with her during that. Exactly. It's confusing. That was like contradictory. Like, how is yeah. it residual energy? But now he's yelling at you to shut the fuck up when you're drawing him. Right. So that confused me a little bit because I'm like, how I wonder if she meant like he, he just can't interact with regular people, but he can interact with Amy. Oh, maybe he can't interact the way ghosts do. Yeah. Like moving shit, causing you to feel things. Yeah. But Amy can see, I think, yeah. all dead people. Well, he's not yeah. dead. <laughs> I don't know. She can if see anybody energy. out there can explain this. <laughs> yes. Amy, if you're listening, please help us out. <laughs> um, so then we go to the basement and Steve brings everybody getting t- brings up everybody getting touched in the basement. And Amy says, that makes sense. And Steve said... Okay, well, I'm confused because if everybody's feeling stuff in the basement, but the footprints upstairs, 
those don't really line up. And Amy was like, well, what's in the basement is completely different. Yes. Mm -mm, Don't like it. So then we talk about the basement entity where she describes a void in the basement. She says she was stumped because usually there's some kind of energy everywhere and there was nothing there. She said there's just a void. She said it's like a hole and this nasty thing is there. So she said she saw a little dark mass being approaching her as it was approaching her and then touching her. She understood it was very old and never human and very, very negative. She said it had been there for hundreds of years and can cause things to happen. She said in the Catholic religion, it would be referred to as a demon. She said they're all, they're extremely rare. And she said, I've done hundreds and hundreds of walks. She says she's only encountered them a handful of times. Hmm. Um, and she said it would take on the form of that would unnerve somebody. So, you know, whatever free, it's kind of like the Dementor in Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Takes on whatever thing scares you the most. Oh, okay. That's also like it in it Stephen King's oh, it that's why it shows up as a clown to the oh. little boy because it's it, it it makes itself look like the thing that scares people the most oh poor clowns i got a bad rap yeah clowns are fucking oh. creepy i mean john wayne gacy didn't was, help that yeah I, he did not help that, didn't <laughs> that help. mission at all <laughs> no <laughs> literally the opposite, opposite. <laughs> um she said they take the opportunity to latch on to someone who is already ready to snap so they might have caused the murder of ray okay okay you know if moses would already stressed out for mm-hmm. whatever reason i mean i'm sure he was homeless that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. probably wasn't the best That's thing a stressor. for him yeah um and then jeff says he's really freaked out and i'm like yeah same jeff same and i'm not even there yeah he asks if it can affect him within the four walls of the restaurant and also can it follow him out of the uh, four walls. That's the million dollar question right there. Amy said yes to both. I know. So not good. I don't like that. Um, so she said Jeff has options. He could move or he could do something proactive to get rid of it. She said, luckily, she got that this demon is very young and would be very easy to get rid of. Oh. It's using negativity to grow. And Amy said she will show Jeff what needs to be done, but Jeff has to promise that he will continue doing it. And then we actually see footage. This is really neat of Amy and Jeff during a purifying ritual. ritual. So like she's got a candle and he's got a candle and she's kind of showing him what to do. I'm assuming Uh they're burning sage because they have something burning. Uh Um, And she's like telling him what to repeat. And she's, you know, he's repeating it and doing everything she tells him to do. And then the um, text at the end says, Jeff and his staff cleanse the restaurant weekly. The unexplained sightings and voices have stopped. Oh, good. Yeah. So, and like I said, I tried to to figure, you know, talk about or find more information on Moses. Mm-hmm. All I got was Moses Farrell. I, I just Googled him too. And I Googled yeah. Moses Farrell murderer. Murder. And I got some stuff on him, but it's all like yeah. from 1999 exactly. or from... Yeah, like I, I, Moses Farrell murder, up. Moses Farrell, you know, state prison. It all was just what happened in 1997. Nothing new. Oh, but well. I mean, 97, we're coming up on, on 30 years. Mm-hmm. Is that how long so, he was convicted for? Yeah. So he could be getting out soon if he he's still alive. He could be getting out in four years. <gasps> he's still alive. Yep. Yikes. Isn't that scary? Yeah. And he would only be 50. Yeah. He was only 23, right? He was 20. Oh. I think he was 20. Okay. So he has his life to live. Yeah. Which Ray didn't. Right. So, well, Ray did leave to, live to 72. but Yeah, still. but he could have lived another 10, 15 years. Sure. For sure. Yeah. So that oh, was, a, right. it was a good one. I actually had to cut that one up a little bit because it kind of scared me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one being really intense. It was very I, I didn't rewatch it again this year, so mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't remember all the stuff you talked about, but I did remember that Steve went and talked to the guy. Yes. And, it was crazy. Yeah. So. Um, I remembered something that we should have brought up in the beginning. Tell me. Um, well, uh, our last episode, we talked about, <gasps> not, not our last episode, 
the, a couple before. The last one you did, which yes. was. Let me get my little note card out here. That would have been episode 53, 30. The Man the man in the Closet. Oh, yeah. And that was season two, episode 10, right. Tormented. Tormented, correct. Yeah. And there was um, there was a, a death that was a result of a gunshot. And we were talking about the kind of gun it was. And they were not sure if it was a homicide, a suicide, mm-hmm. or, or an accident. And we talked about the gun a little bit. And we said... Our friend Amy P is probably yelling at us right now because she knows guns. She's a yes. hunter. Yep. And we're not wrong. And she texted us. She was listening to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she texted us and she gave us some background on what the proper terminology proper is. terminology and stuff. So um she did give us permission yes. to read this. So I'm gonna read what she sent to us. <laughs> you too with the firearm talk on the newest episode, exclamation point. <laughs> Coming in hot, Amy. Yep. We're coming in hot. <laughs> she's okay. Let me just prep. She's not mad. She's just. No. She's. Oh gosh. She's just being helpful. She's and never mad. She's. No. Uh, she was a teacher, so her natural yeah, you can like go to is to educate. Right. And right. She's never like condescending about no, it. Or not anything. at all. Not at all. She's actually. She's I'm sure laughing while she's. I know. Doing and it. we actually wait for her to teach us. Yeah. We're like, and then Amy will tell us yeah. the right thing to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So here we are. Um. She says firearm is a preferred term to gun by most hunters. Firearm safety elicits more of a respect for a machine that can mm-hmm. kill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she said, I haven't been scope bit, which I think is when the thing hits you. She I said, would I think when it's like a kickback. Yeah, I think it's like that. She said, I, I keep my, oh my face God. recoil. Oh. Recoil. There you go. Ah, I think kickback is right too, though, isn't it? Oh, Amy's going to tell us. Oh, probably is. Oh, my God, Amy. I'm so sorry. Text us. He's like, I just texted you about this, you guys. I thought I got this clear. Okay. So she says, I haven't been scope bit. I keep my face far enough away, but I know people who have been bit. It's also squeeze the trigger, not pull, which I knew, but I always forget that. Because I know you always say, when are we going to pull the trigger? Right. You know, you don't say squeeze the the trigger. And the movies say pull. All right. And when does the movies get anything wrong? Yeah, I know, Never. right? Never. And she said a pole will jerk the firearm. That makes sense. So it yeah, because if you're like you. pulling it, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's how guns work. That's right. Sorry, firearms. Oh my we know God. so much now. We're so. So smart. <laughs> she says yes. Twelve to thirteen pounds is a damn heavy rifle. Yeah. Rifle means it has rifling or spirals down the barrel to help the projectile. Muskets oh. did not have this and were not very effective. You are welcome for your useless facts of the day. And I said, they are not useless. And we, I said, can we read that on the show? <laughs> and then um, she said, here's another one that she said. It's one of those things that people use gun all the time in the media as it brings out a gut reaction. Uh, we are taught. Exactly. <laughs> Um, we are taught firearm, so we also learn the respect for it. People use. She's talking about when you're learning how to fire a gun yeah. and learning gun safety, and like the that. actual class. Right, 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 right. She said people use both, but they really do deliver a different response. They do in firearm safety. The first two things you learn is to treat every firearm as if it's like loaded. It's loaded. No finger on the trigger. Check the safety in the chamber where the bullet or shell is loaded, mm-hmm. and the magazine where the others sit. And never aim it at anybody. Right. The other we le- the other thing we learn is never ever point the end of a firearm at a person or anything you can't recognize. Yep. Even when hunting, if you can't fully identify what is behind your target, you should not shoot. That's mm-hmm. where we end up hearing about hunters accidentally shooting someone in their party. They get excited and don't identify. Dick Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Shot his friend's face off. I used to work with a guy who was a... Um, firearm buff let's say and he would come in and talk to me every morning for hours i'm like i actually like, have worked in the room <laughs> he was also a little QAnon. he was oh, uh, he great. was a yes. conspiracy theorist he loved alex jones but didn't he file for bankruptcy mm-hmm. 
Because he had to pay billions of dollars for right. lying to people. For so it's claiming Hook that Sandy fake. Hook never happened. Right. You piece Fucking tool. of human garbage shit. Right. I know. What a... So... Now I'm angry. Anyway, this guy I worked with, he was big time into firearms. And mm-hmm. he lived out in the country. Mm-hmm. And he had an arsenal. He told me he had over 4,000 guns. He called that's them guns. That's too many guns. I know. That's that's too many. But he, he did tell me that you... um Like when you see on TV shows when you see like a cop walking around with their finger on the trigger, like walking into a room that that's not no, accurate. That would, that would never be there. It, it's on the outside. Yep. Your finger should always be on the outside yeah. and then you move it to the end when you are ready to shoot. Yeah. So he told me some of that stuff that Amy said too. He has a shed at his place with all of his firearms in it. And he, he invited me out to his homestead. He said he would teach me how to shoot. Oh my God. He wanted to skin you. <laughs> probably he did scare me a bit but sure here's one let thing let me just go to your house in the middle of the fucking country so you can shoot me teach me how to shoot i know ah i know the only thing that that made me not quite as scared of him is that he had dogs and he loved dogs and he talked about his dogs all the time and one of his dogs got sick and he was telling me about it and he was crying so, I mean, he's not a terribly bad person. He's just, and knows a lot about firearms. I'm looking right at the camera right now, and I'm giving you super skeptic eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the other thing I forgot to tell you is, um, remember when I told you that our favorite restaurant in Uptown closed? Yes. And because it was bought by somebody else and it's, yes. so it's still closed. Wasn't that Amore? Yeah, Amore. That's Amore. <laughs> and they played Rat Pack music all the time. Of course they did. It was a wonderful place. It was wonderful. It sounds Italian delightful. restaurant. I loved it. And so we had a little party last week for the staff of the Amore, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. staff appreciation thing. They yeah. all came over and we served them drinks and oh, fun. we had a great time. Yeah. And I had my business cards out for the yeah i didn't podcast. i didn't put them out i mean they're they're always sitting out there on the bar they are so then we started talking about the podcast i'm telling them you know some of them already knew some of them didn't and one of them says did you ever see a ghost in amore and i was like what you're like there's a ghost um, in the basement yeah i've never, never i'd never got been to the basement so i didn't i mean i went i guess i was down in the downstairs area where they have like a party room mm-hmm. i was down there one time but um but I guess I, I suppose it's possible I could have seen right. it if it if I was st- I didn't know to look for it mm-hmm. and it was like a Easter brunch so I'm guessing the ghost probably just kind of hangs back on those right. days like well there's too many people here right he's like my ghost anxiety is really yeah. through the roof I'm an introvert I'm gonna I go do lie down like for a bit <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back out when just so and so's cleaning yeah no <laughs> but yeah so now I need to I didn't really dig too far into that but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find out and next, when it opens up again we're gonna mm-hmm. go back and I wanna I wanna do you find know what out. kind of restaurant they're opening it's gonna it be at? Italian oh you should I'm inviting myself okay yeah you, go you should back. come with and then we'll see if we can get them to let us go in the basement and see if there's a ghost no I do not want to do that oh I want to do that part I do not want it because then what if it attaches to me I don't want to just slough it off we just push it off no, There's got to be like a ritual, right? Where you can just there like, has to be a ritual, like when you watch those Reiki people on TikTok mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. doing all this and mm-hmm. all that stuff. There's got to be a way to just like shove it off, right? You would think. Oh, well, so. so speaking of, um, I watched um, BuzzFeed Unsolved on mm-hmm. YouTube. I loved those shows. I they're off now, and I'm really upset about it. But they're on like Hulu now. They yeah they were, but they're they're not anymore. They're not making episodes. new ones. No, no that's too bad. Fuckers. I know. I loved Shane and Ryan. They're so funny. Much. So They're Ryan, really funny. I know Shane is Greg, like total skeptic, doesn't I believe know. anything, taunts the demons. <laughs> yeah. I was watching one of those and Greg walked in and I was like, oh, he's going to tell me to shut this off. But he was laughing so hard. And he's They're like, oh, my so God, funny. this is hilarious. <laughs> I know when I first started watching them, you and I, we were talking about you like, I really don't like the text on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. I think it's so funny. But anyway, they were, in, that. they were in. I want to say like the Bel Air house. It's a super haunted house. It's supposed to have demons in it. And they were trying to like com- commune with the demons and they were trying to have a seance. And I'm like, where's Amy? Cause she would tell you, no, don't, don't do, do that. that. They're like, so 
they didn't do like a, they did a circle, but they didn't like do any sort of protection rituals, nothing. That tells me that they don't believe. Because Either they don't believe or they don't take it seriously enough to do proper steps. Yeah. They probably are like, they probably play with Ouija boards. They probably do. That's why I feel like people that take chances like that don't actually believe mm-hmm. in what they're looking at. Because mm-hmm. if you really thought there was a way a fucking demon could attach itself to you, do you think you'd be fucking around with that? No. So that's why I question Sir Bilbo, because he does shit like that all the time. Oh, come over here and hit me in the head with an axe. He's he knows so, it's not going to happen. He makes me so angry with the just blatant. I'm glad nothing's happened because the the spirits that he's just so disrespectful. To I know. Him. He's damn lucky. He is. Or there's no such thing as ghosts and he's right, but he's making a lot of fucking money off of it. There's not. I, I've had experiences. <laughs> you've had experiences. I know. They exist. I know. All right. Anyways. Anyways, okay. um, so well, thank you for joining us, yes, everybody. We appreciate it for joining us. And I got Amy. Pull up. What are we doing next week? Oh, that's right. That's next cool. week. <laughs> next week, I will be presenting the episode called "Killing Fields." It is season ten, episode twelve, and it takes place in Springfield, Ohio. And the synopsis is, and I quote: "This is from the." IMDb, I think, or maybe the Travel Channel website. A man believes that something on his property is attacking his mother. Amy claims the land is suffering under a curse that hinders the lives of the living and encounters a bitter dead man using the curse to his advantage. It originally aired on August 31st, 2018. And I picked this one because it's one of the ones that was on my trusty little little note card that where I wrote all the things that I, all the ones that I thought I wanted to. Oh, there it is. Amy and her note cards, Amy and note cards and Amy and spreadsheets. Yep. That's me. Yeah. Every time I get a project at work, like uh, we want to find out how much this has cost us over the last, I'm like <gasps> spreadsheet time. <laughs> I get very And excited. I'm the exact opposite. I <laughs> treat them like the plague. I like them. But anyway, I haven't seen this one in a while, but it was on my list of stuff to do. And this list is pretty much complete. We've done all of them except for the woman that was dying of breast cancer. I don't think I can do that one because that one. That was a rough one. Ripped me up. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so that's it. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. We'll watch it again. And um, I guess now it's time for an Alanism. Insert song. Megan wrote a song last week. And by road, you mean I just she sang, just sang it, it, it cuff, and I'm that talented. And so we're gonna we're gonna use that <laughs> from now on, unless she wants to write another one. But that's the one we're gonna use for now. I mean, why mess with perfection? Exactly. I don't think it could get any better, to be honest. No, no. It's time for an Alanism. Okay, so do you want to throw me a number? Seventy. Seventy. Okay. Okay. Um, this is Jackie and my dad. Jackie's my stepmom. Mm-hmm. And my dad were watching a scene from a war movie. Okay. And my dad says, that's acne or blackout. And Jackie says, you mean flack? And he says, that's right. Literally, I had no idea where that sentence was going no. from one word to the next. I, most of the time, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't with that one. <laughs> you just don't. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so thanks, good, everybody. Good times. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the independent Collected Sounds podcast network. 
We are also proud members of the BooPod network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it. This is just a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production, or distributors. And we swear. Enjoy.